Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game. And this week it was my turn. I chose Dead Cells. Dead Cells of the Deep. Sam, remind me how you describe this game. A Metrovania rogue-like platform uh, yes, thing. Yes, it's a roguelike <laughs> Metroidvania. So it's a roguelike because your progress resets. Okay, let's do this as, as a quiz. Roguelike... Your progress resets. You can't. You can't have to start from the beginning each time. Right. Metroidvania is that it changes each time as well. No, oh, rats. that's that's what a roguelike is. That is still it's, roguelike. Yeah, okay. it's like chances are things will be randomized. I think this is to solve for like the, the the development issue of like, oh, we can't make these grand big maps all the time and like plan them all out. Let's just make it randomly generated. Right. right. That's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah, it's smart. So Metroidvania is. You get energy from killing enemies? Nope. No, you get power-ups. Oh. Like, you get certain power-ups or weapons that enables you to unlock different locations. And you're essentially discovering the area or, like, unrevealing this larger map. Right. And possibly a story. Right. So that's pretty quickly beginning this game is you realize, oh, you are replaying quite a lot. Or at least restarting. Yes, Uh, And the story sort of like lends itself to it. So you quickly discover that you are a reanimated piece of blob. The titular dead cells, I imagine. Exactly. (laughs) That's set to like, you know, do something. Like you're not really sure. And I think this sort of lends itself to like the mystery of the story that is slowly unraveled before you. There is a lot of mystery to it. Which, you know, I'm I'm sure you're not a fan of. But for me, like it does drive things forward. Like um, in a normal roguelike things when they reset you know it resets all the way and so like there's no rem. it's like each it's like a each episode of simpsons right <laughs> right yes hard reset <laughs> hard reset no Back one remembers the couch. anything from the previous week right yeah. in 20 years 25 years in existence and they there's no continuity it's like groundhog day just like groundhog day the main character has set of experience that they can continue on mm. going forward Ooh, great simile sam but i like it uh, in the case of this game, though, they did slightly different where the story is still persisting. The day isn't necessarily like repeating itself. Uh, the dungeon is shifting around and there's like this story element and explains why like the dungeon is shifting around, which explains for the roguelike. And there is a reason why you're being like reanimated. Right. And these are things that I think like you have to figure out like as you play. Um, one little good example that I found in the game was like in the beginning, there's sort of like this warrior woman that greets you saying like, oh, okay, you're alive again. Of course, <laughs> you again. Oh, yeah, boy. Like, of course you're alive again. Uh, and so that sets you up with like, oh, okay. Like I'm this thing that like comes back to life. Right. And then the next time you come back, she's in a different place, like talking about another thing. Right. And then on like the third or fourth time that you come back, like she's no longer there. Mm. And then, but then you find her like body in like one of the parts of the dungeon. Right. So like time is progressing and I think there's like this really cool aspect of it. And I think like more will be unrevealed, like more will be revealed as you play. So I thought that was like a really nice touch to like the whole roguelike type of game. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. I I think the whole game has a whole bunch of really nice touches like that. Yeah. uh, Around it. Um, Let's talk about the controls. The controls. So... 
This game is originally made for consoles and the computer, meaning that <laughs> you're accessible to hard tactile buttons that you have total control over. This being a、uh, port for the iPhone,、uh, you now have the on screen D pad. What did you, how did you feel about this, Edwin? How did- I think it was fine、mm. with iOS 13 that now has support for remote controllers. Oh. Yeah, so I think with the iOS 13, it has compatible off the bat with, oh boy, don't quote me on this, but maybe the Xbox controller and maybe the PS4 controller. Yep, I think most of the, most of the modern controllers now. The Mifi、yep. standard. Can do the Bluetooth, good like, Bluetooth connectivity. Yeah,、um, so I would be interested on, in to try that out.、Mm. iPad Pro and a controller. Right. That could be a pretty sweet gaming rig for dead selling. Would you like me to lend you a controller? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> so, so my, my thing is, you know, I have played this game before,、mm. and I know how good the controls are for like a console, or even like the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And so having. Was that your primary platform you played it on? Yeah. I, the, it's like perfect for the Switch.、Um, but. So, going from that to this, I really I think I gave it like a really fair shot. Like, I enjoyed the moments that I played with it. In fact, like, I think、uh, I've gotten further in this one、mm. than I might have on the, on the Switch version. Perhaps because of portability and convenience? Portability and convenience for sure. Like, you know. That is our mantra here at Seven Days of Play <laughs> portability and convenience. <laughs> yeah, so like, I can play it anywhere, have a good time with it, right? Like, just whip it out. Uh <laughs> huh. On the bus, as you like to do. Right. Get that back seat to yourself. It is New Jersey. <laughs>、uh, and, you know, like you can just totally enjoy it. But there's something about the on screen D pad for a game like this that really requires you to be precise、yeah. and deliberate about everything that I found that I was just goofing up a lot of some really basic things, right? Like, Parrying is like one of the most essential things in this game where you like do a dodge roll. And、uh, they made one little thing where、um, you can set it to auto attack, right? Like, so you can、ah, auto slash. Yes. So you just get close to the person and you start slashing. And I found that to be really useful in the beginning because you can more enjoy like the jumping. Right. You get used to the, the motion rather than having to do motion and attack at the exactly. same time.、Mm, yep. And then there was like this thing of like, I think one of the default t h i n g is like to swipe to dodge, swipe to parry.、Uh, and so I set it to that, but then it really got in the way of confusing itself between the jump and the dodge. So it'd do like this really weird, like jumping cartwheel thing. That's kind of cool. But it's not as quick. Like you'd still get hit because of the jump. Oh, I see. Right. All the timings. So, yeah. So yeah, it just, it's, it's a game that requires you to be pretty precise. If you don't, you're going to die. If you die, everything resets, right? So all the items that you collect,、uh, which is like a big part of this game as well, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah, I found similarly, there's a bunch of ledges throughout this game, which you kind of need to jump on to jump back up to the places. And there was, I can't remember the exact situation, but I wanted to face a certain way when I got onto the ledge. Right. But I found myself. Unable to do that as soon as I'd turn around, I would jump off the ditch again. Yeah. Because I wanted to kind of maybe jump up and bow and arrow、uh, right. a, bad, a baddie.、But. And I feel like that's the thing. Like when you're in fast movement, it generally controls well because your finger's、yeah. moving around quickly. But、yeah. when you have to be precise and sort of like slow down your thumb a little bit, 
that's when it starts to mess up. Like there's this part where I wanted to be close to the ledge, but then the ledge had like a little ladder and it kept me, it, it, it like kept having me go down the ladder. I'm like, no, I don't uh, want to go down the ladder. <laughs> uh, just like little things like that. Yeah. I um, wonder if there could be a precise control mode you could enter where suddenly the sensitivity goes like way down or something like that. But that maybe right. that wouldn't. So there is a way to do that. The, the D pad doesn't, uh, move with the finger. So mm-hmm. yeah. one of the things that it tries to do is like, it can allow you to just start to touch anywhere on that side of your, the screen. And so that will be sort of like the base point of where the D pad appears. And then from there, if you move it up, down, left and right, it'll do the according things. Yeah. That's how I had my setup. Right. I think there's a way to lock it. So it doesn't try and follow your thumb around. So it's more of a more precise placement. Yeah. Maybe I should try that too. Yeah. So Edwin, this is a pretty great example of a roguelike mm. uh, where, you know, the longer you're going into this dungeon, the more items that are really awesome that you collect. And then when you die, you get this big sensation of, oh, my God, I've lost everything because <laughs> you need the cells that you keep uh, to either like upgrade your items and cells are like these little things that you collect by killing each person or something like that. They, they drop like every once in a while, mm-hmm. the more cells you collect, the more opportunities that you have in between the levels to purchase improvements for yourself. Right. We're going to see the very tall guy. With, right. With his arsenal of weaponry. How did you like the experience of losing everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with it. I kind of enjoyed that. Mm. I thought it was a interesting twist. I think there are safe zones to get to. I was unclear as to how they worked or where they were. I think I didn't quite get that feeling of, oh, I need to get to this point, to this to be like a safe point. Right. Like that's still a bit of a mystery to me. I know we should talk about teleporting, but um, I would often, what was confusing to me especially as a mobile experience, it's like, oh, I just need to pause now because I need to get off the subway or totally. need to do this. And it wasn't clear, wait, where's the, is there a save button or a pause button? Which, to my knowledge, there is not one of those. Right. There is something that says, I think it's like a pause icon, like a way on the top right, but that wasn't a button. I don't really understand what that meant. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, how do I, what do I do now? Do I just, like I said, just close the app and hope for the best? Yeah, so that was a that was actually that's a, a really really good point because when I was playing this on the Switch, if you turned off your Switch, it just turned everything into a hibernate mode, mm. right? So it would save your state. You know that it wouldn't be messed up. You can pretty much continue anytime you want. With the iPhone though, there is this thing, you know, like I think it's like a memory buffer or like a session buffer where yeah. for maybe up to an hour or if you don't open a lot of apps afterwards, it will still persist the state of your app. But then if you go over that threshold of time or apps open, it will have to start from the start. Yeah. And so... <laughs> right, yes. Uh, yeah, your iPhone will flush RAM. But because of my nerdy iPhone developer hat on right now, you should get a notification as, uh, as, as the program to, from iOS to say, hey, you're about to be flushed from RAM. And so you can then like write your state to mm. to uh, memory or like the more permanent mem- memory, so then you can grab it next time when your app starts up. Oh, so in theory there is there is a way around it. There is a it. way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not that all your apps suddenly shut down. 
it's like there you are notified gotcha because but i definitely still, had a moment yeah. where like i made some progression had to get off the toilet <laughs> had to leave sam's gaming room <laughs> and you know i i switched apps and then maybe like 30 minutes later i opened it again and all my progress was gone uh yeah and there wasn't like a good way that they did it, it just started from the beginning like the title screens of you looking over the castle yeah just dead cells you know i'm like oh, oh no it no oh, it happened right so that's a bit of a bummer yeah which thing if you're gonna make a roguelike for your for your iphone that's just a reality of gaming on this platform is that people aren't you're going to be able to sit down for hours on end to play right. all the way through. You're going to have to... You need to cater to people that have five-minute increments of <laughs> gameplay. Uh, so how far did you get, Edwin? Well... I feel like I'm interviewing you for this one. Hmm, when you're the a, one that suggested the game. I know, that's fine. Is there a way to find out? If you look at the the ceiling, where there's like tons of like little glass bubbles... Oh, yes. Right, they become illuminated... Yeah, they start filling up with the items that you've come across that you've actually gotten. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear, indeed. Well, they appear to be empty. <laughs> all of it? I think so. Nothing at all? I think so. Okay, well. Well, it's embarrassing. Well, really? Can I see? <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible? Which is because I feel like I played this game a reasonable amount. Okay, mm. but clearly not. Yeah, I so or maybe I didn't know what I was supposed to be collecting. Maybe I just ran past many treasures. So I think these items appear when you either through the story they've been given to you as things that you can get easier, or things that you have invested in with your dead cells. Cells. Mm. Yeah. The financial instrument of the cells. Exactly. I see, uh, I see. So, yeah, I think one of the points of the game is to try and fill those little bottles up as much as possible. Um, I have five. Well, I will continue. Okay. Well, that's actually not a huge difference. Yeah. But I think that kind of goes to say... This game is very is difficult. And big or like you need to it's going to take some time sure i think because if you look at the sheer number of empty glass jars available there's like at least a hundred i think <laughs> right yeah which just seems just seems like quite a lot really so did you actually get to like the next phase like where you had to go through a doorway i don't think i got that far no okay no i'm still well i think that's where for the amateur gamer because it restarts each time i'm confused as to when am i making progress or not oh i see Do you know what i mean like it's so there are points um and i think yeah i think you got to the the merchant yes yeah, so i've gone from merchant before but the merchant is not the guy at the end of the chapter mm. so i think i've made at some point like boss. when you make your way through the map yeah so the, the, here's the thing about the map as well like when you're playing you can come across an elite that's very difficult to kill yeah. When you kill the elite, you'll get an item. That item will then appear in a glass jar. Mm. Um, but you don't have to meet the elite in order to complete the level. You can just look at the map and find your way through and look at uh, an exit. Mm. When you get to the exit, you'll come across another big guy where you can invest the cells that you've collected throughout the map. Mm, I see. 
And from there, you can bank on permanent upgrades. But these permanent upgrades are very expensive in terms of cells. <laughs> They're going to cost you right. some real cells. So that's why yeah. like the longer, the, the more time that you spend on collecting these cells, uh, you want to make sure that you keep them to at least the end of the chapter where you can spend them. And that's where like this whole like gambling notion comes in with this roguelike where the longer you, ta- you the longer you stay, mm. the more danger you're in, but then the greater the reward. So it's like about balancing that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I see. Um, so yeah, I think I certainly got lost or rather stuck on maps in mm. the map before where I was sort of kind of got lost. Wasn't was like, okay, well I've been around these places. I've teleported back to where I came from. And then now I'm, I wasn't quite sure where to go. Were you scared? Scared. I was, I don't know. I feel like I just got lost on the map and I was mm. like, okay, well, where do I go now? Which is interesting. I mean, it's kind of a cool thing. It's like exploring, doing your platforming, exploring thing. Right. And I think that's the key part of being a Metroidvania is like finding your way through the map. So the map is actually very crucial mm. uh, in this game. Because you can kind of look at it, predict areas that you haven't discovered yet, because it's sort of faded in the map. It has right. like a fade or like a gradient. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you can like kind of guess as to where the exit might be, because it might be on like the opposite end of like where you are. Yeah. So, so you, you make your way towards there. Uh-huh. I can deduce. Right. What I need to do. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on to the three by threes. Three by threes. Okay, now, now I'm just playing the game. All right, uh, let's start. Um, I'm so going to be. I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to say the music is very good. Mm. <laughs> this kind of upbeat acoustic guitar. Bunk, 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 bunk. Yeah, the music is good. They paid a lot of attention to it. <laughs> it's better than I make it sound. <laughs> uh, on top of that, the pixel artwork in this game is amazing. Yeah, like, it's yeah. it's pure pixel artistry. They did a really good job with it. Putting the artistry in art. <laughs> Absolutely. I think the controls work pretty well. Uh, like easily, They work perfectly fine enough to have fun with the game. Uh, I really like the idea of using a controller. Right. With like the iOS 13 upgrades that are now possible. Yeah, I like, the, I like the little concessions they made for mobile. Like there's some nice benefits of like not having to slash for everything. And it sort of auto slashes whenever you come across a bad guy. Yeah. The only bad point about that is that if you have uh, a weapon that takes time, like that's slower, but hits harder, that can really mess you up. Right, you need to get your timing. Right. Right, yeah. Uh, but I'm quite excited by the idea of uh, like a iPad and a game controller mm. as like a gaming device. Oh yeah, totally. That will work. Yeah. And yeah, it's like your own portable little console. Yeah, when is iPad OS out? It's out. Ooh. It dropped like the day before yesterday. Ah, right, because they they messed up and it didn't came up didn't come out at the same time as iOS. 13. Exactly. Right. So I was looking. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that <laughs> yeah. later. Um, yeah, the game is just really deep and engaging. Like I think as soon as you tap into the little aspects of the story. Granted, if you like the story, I think that in combination with like the roguelike nature and sort of like that Groundhog Day thing of every day you're discovering like a new thing yeah. is really engaging and. Yeah, it's like not, you know, it's not, the story isn't in your face, but it's enough to really drive things forward. Kind of like the golfing on the moon, golfing on Mars. Right, exactly. I forgot what that game was called. Golfing mm. on Mars. Golf club, something golf club. 
Mars Golf Club or something like that. Yeah, some of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it for my good points. Okay. So for me, the last thing is there is a really good sense of progression, even though it is a roguelike. There are things that you can build towards immediately. And I think, you know, it lends itself for it to be like a, a good long-term game. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's really something that you can spend probably like hundreds of hours in this game. And if you, lo- if you like this it type could of be action intimidating, game, yeah, but. definitely intimidating, especially for a mobile game. But if it, you know, if you don't have any other console and you're looking for a exciting, really well-crafted Metroidvania game, like this is definitely up there. Like I have probably spent a few hundred hours playing PUBG Mobile, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's your game of the year, three years in a row. Damn it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the bad points. Uh, the controls. Even though okay. it's a good, good attempt, like because I'm coming from like a console and I've actually tried this on a console and, you know, understand the precision that this game requires. Uh, it was just difficult for me to get to. Um, I think you might be right. Like maybe the way to do it is to have another controller, but I think that's ridiculous to have a controller on you on the bus with your phone. <laughs> You'd be the coolest guy on the bus though. <laughs> Cause then you need something to prop up your phone. True. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there are some practical limitations. Right. Unless I get maybe wait, do they have like glasses where you can put your phone <laughs> in front of your face and it just holds it up there? Or like maybe a oh. cap or a hat that sort of I can hang the phone on so it like oh, dangles yeah. it in front of my face. Right. Instead of those Australian hats that dangle the corks, just dangle the iPhone down instead. Right. Yep. Can't see any problems with that. Just in general, how your progress is saved is not clear. There's even a saved game slot, yeah. but I have no idea how it got populated or where the saved game, how you enter that. It, I guess it's predetermined that like you need to get to a certain point and then it auto saves. Right. Maybe it's for iCloud. I don't know. Maybe it's so that true. you can play mm. it on your iPad at home. and Yeah, it probably syncs through iCloud or the fantastic game center. <laughs> uh, delightful bu- uh, balloons. But... For a game that is, you know, you reset hard if you die, uh, I would like to have seen some, some leniency around maintaining your game state if you can't finish right. the session. Totally. And the fact that it's a roguelike, like these, these lives are precious, <laughs> right? Your progression is very precious. And it's a mobile game, so you have to stop playing at some point, I feel. Like, like there needs to be really good ways for it to really signal to you, okay, now is a stop. Like, we've yeah. got this. It's safe. You can you turn off your phone, change to a different app, and we're not going to mess it up, right? Like, it needs to feel like that. And that, in combination of it being a roguelike, made it a total grapefruit for me. Mm. Like, I, I sort of dreaded the, the possibility of losing... <laughs> oh, no. Right. All my cells and the progression of the game that I have so far. Yeah. So it was uh, it, those two aspects totally made it a great fruit for me. I think it's in general, I wasn't, I wish I liked this game more. Mm. I think I was very ready to like it and I was excited, but it didn't quite stick with me for now. Like I certainly want to keep it on my phone. I want to keep playing it, but it didn't captivate me quite yet. I think I just need to spend more time with it. I think I would have liked maybe a little more of an easier gradient into it. I mean, I, I certainly appreciate 
no tutorials. You do, you just get in there and do it. But at the same time, for a game of this size and scope and complexity, I think there is a lot of complexity to it. I would like to maybe a tiny bit more, bit more hand-holding. Sam, what is your final 70 rating? Four days. Hmm. Yeah, I think I really enjoy this game. Uh, but because I understand how much better it controls on a console like the Switch or like the PS4, I don't see myself playing it on the phone. Would you start on the phone and go, hey, what am I doing? And then go, re- go reach for the Switch and play it there instead. Well, the definite benefit is that, you know, you can really pull out your phone anywhere and start playing it. You can't necessarily, like, pull out your Switch anywhere. Connect the ears. Right. All, all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wish there was somehow I can get the convenience of the phone, <laughs> but the controls of a console... Could you add the Joy-Cons to the sides of the iPhone? <laughs> that could be quite good. But I should tell you about my thing of the week. Oh, well, I'm excited for that. I'm going to give it a five as well. I, I enjoyed playing it. It didn't quite stick for me, though, just yet. But I enjoyed it, and I want to try playing it some more. But you have a new game to play for the next seven days, Edwin. Mm. Sam, what shall we play? <laughs> okay. Uh, Sam has that look in his eye. Well, we have uh, uh, kind of a bad history with this developer, especially on mobile. Color me intrigued. Edwin, you have seven days to play Mario Kart Tour. Aha. From Nintendo. Third time lucky for Nintendo? We shall see. It's fourth time, I believe. Oh, wait. What have you done? Oh, oh, because Mario Run. Mm-hmm. The capsules. The, the pharmacy. Yeah, Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario. Oh, and then the Animal Japanese. Crossing. <laughs> oh, Dragalia Lost. <laughs> I'm so glad you got it from that clue. <laughs> Mario Kart Tour, race around the world. Let me read you the description. Mario Kart takes a world tour. Mario and friends go global in this new Mario Kart as they race around courses inspired by real-world cities in addition to classic Mario Kart courses. Ooh. These destinations will be featured in tours that rotate every two weeks. Oh, that's cool. In addition to courses based on iconic locales. Ooh, locales indeed. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> you're so fruity. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Some of your favorite Mario Kart characters will get variations that incorporate the local flavor of cities featured in the game. Oh, I can't wait for Yoshi to have like a pair of bagpipes mm. as he's racing over the Scottish Highlands. Or maybe Yoshi is a bagpipe. Already, he didn't know. Oh, you do squeeze him and his tongue sticks out. <laughs> so yeah, it's a Mario Kart for the mobile generation. Who is your default character choice? Uh, or driver choice? So I'm a very I love pizza kind of person, meaning I'm very honest about my answers. And I just like Mario because he's, Mm. you know, very evenly distributed, uh, easy to choose, no pretension. And he's right there. You just press the first, the first, he's always the first character selected. So since you go through that. What about you? Who's your your character? Oh, I'm Yoshi, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) The bagpipe. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The green bagpipe. Cool. That's pretty good. Were you a big Mario Kart enthusiast? I do like Mario Kart. Like, I think the latest version that I really enjoyed was, uh, oh. That's the Switch version, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Mario Kart 8. <laughs> All right. 
which is actually for it first came out on the Wii U. It looked phenomenal mm-hmm. on the Wii U. Like they married like this semi realism to the courses that made it look amazing. Uh, and then they republished that version as like deluxe for the switch. Yeah, I see. That's it's really, good. it's a really good Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, I like Mario Karts fun to play with a family has really good rubber banding, which is like, mm-hmm. if you, if the person that you're playing with is falling way behind, they like, you know, boost you in ways that makes your controls like easier. You're like kind of guided on rails. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yep. Always need that. That's pretty good. All right. We shall play Super Mario Tour 2019. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Before we go, things of the week. Can I pick my dad wrote, wrote a porno again? Yes. Okay. Cause it's out. <laughs> Season four. Five. Season five. Yep. Uh, we're already on chapter three. Someone, I saw this illustration of someone <laughs> drew like a Rocky Flintstone illustration drawn in the style of the Flintstones. Amazing. And so it's someone like typing in a typewriter, like sweating with like a martini or something like that that's in so the good. pavilion. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. And well, book five does not disappoint. It is still as batshit crazy as ever I am- i'm sure i've picked this before because i remember these saying these words but oh man it's so good they just had their first footnotes guest star of the of the season on uh it is lin manuel miranda oh wow which is you know they're pretty heavy hitters they've got going on now so that's pretty awesome um yeah it's still i love it as much as ever i believe uh, what what season am i on i am on oh yeah because you said you might be able to catch up now yeah I'm on season three. Okay, good for you. Um, oh, and you don't have that dastardly duchess. Right, yeah. Mm. It's just grossing me out every <laughs> single moment. <laughs> and yeah, the chapter I'm on is uh, season three, episode four, A Topless Ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. amazing. All of the adventures of Belinda. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yep, that's a good episode. <laughs> My thing of the week, I recently have uh, purchased uh, the Nintendo Switch Lite. Hmm. I didn't know. I did not know about this. Yeah, it's a cute little device, slightly smaller than the regular Nintendo Switch. Uh, is that in the screen as well, or is it just the dimensions? The screen and oh, the okay. dimensions. Yeah. Okay. So it makes it a lot more handier for me to whip it out on the bus. Delightful. <laughs> Um, one thing about it is the previous switch, you can, you can sort of dock it and it shows up on your TV. Mm, that yes. option is no longer available. That's what makes it so light. That's what makes it light. Yep. Also the controls on the side are no longer detachable. It's just one solid unit, which I think feels a lot better. Yeah. But you cannot customize it with your custom joy cons, but it's yellow. The one I got is yellow and it looks adorable. <laughs> so I've been jamming on that. Great little device. The price is pretty good as well. It's like one ninety nine or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that that's been your go to switch. That has been my go to switch. So the key of your kids taken your other one now. Well, here's the thing. I made a lot of digital purchases through my account. Aha, uh-huh, your Nintendo Link. Right. So most of my games are right. in digital, mm. and you can't have the games in two places in two switches, which is kind of dumb. Like, I think there's ways that you can lend it, but it's very complicated. 
So you have to like create a different account. You can't like, yeah, there's something about that that I still haven't looked into. Nintendo are crazy about this. I know, right? So that's why maybe it's actually more convenient to have the physical cards of the games. But who wants to carry around cartridges of games? But then you can um, trick people into licking them. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I did just open Super Mario World Tour. First thing, oh, you got to sign into your Nintendo account. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, That's right. Already it begins. It begins. <laughs> negative marks for that. That's going on the negative. Uh, were there any new games that came out with the Switch Lite? There are tons. So there's this... I'm going to tell you all the crazy games. Okay. So first there's Link's, the new Legend ah. of Zelda Link's Awakening, which looks like little miniatures. Uh, it's adorable. Absolutely adorable. So there's that. So adorable Switch, adorable Link. Little, little on little. Yeah. Uh, there's also this game called Astral Chain, which is a Japanese game of crazy Japanese things about your adventures in the astral plane. Wow. Another game called Demon X Machina, where you're controlling <laughs> a giant robot. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really, there's uh, so many good games coming out for the Switch. Mm. Oh, interesting. It is my favorite platform right now. Well, let's keep an eye on that PUBG Mobile. I know. They're really dumb for not publishing PUBG Mobile on Switch. Yeah, that's what Brendan is working on in, in his special projects right now. Mm. I don't think so. Should we talk about Apple Arcade before we go? Yes. Apple Arcade is launched on <laughs> September 19. Yeah. 10 I days got ago. It on the first day. Oh, look at you. You had to update your OS in order to get it, so it wasn't an easy feat. Right. It is tied to iOS 13. And it is tied to the App Store, which I think is also kind of confusing because it still has its game section. Yeah. Um, and now, now it has an arcade section as well. <laughs> I see. Right? I see. It's a little confusing. Yeah. I have yet to pull the trigger, actually. I will be honest. Mm. But I've seen it. You should take a look. My initial reaction is it's very overwhelming because there's so many good-looking games on it. This is some. This is what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. There's like a bunch of really great games, but difficult to sort through or like how do you decide what to play? Right. You just... And it seems like whatever is called out on that day always uh, changes daily as well. So mm. it doesn't really give you time to think about it and consider because... When you're like, oh, let me check out that thing that I saw yesterday. You go back and then it's no longer there on the top. Yeah, Yeah. it's really hard to go through the game that you might have seen because you're not going to remember the name. It's going to be called the green one with the fluffy thing on the front or something. It's going to be called Astral Chain. Was it Demon Machina? Was it (laughs) Demon X Chain Machina Plane? (laughs) But uh, by and large, there are some great games out there. There are. Um, Yeah, I think... Because of, I was hearing, it's like, oh, there's so many, there's so much content on there, so many games that I was a little reluctant to, you know, to be distracted from my professional game reviewer's world of right. having to play one game in seven days. So maybe for the next week, I mean, it's going to be unfair for us to select Apple Arcade games all the time yeah. because people might not have Apple Arcade. Yeah. So I think we should take like maybe once. Now and then. Yeah. Now and then. I'd be down for that. Yeah. So maybe maybe you pick the next pick on Apple Arcade, mm, and we shall play it. Maybe I shall, but you have to wait until next week to find out. Until then, play along Mario Kart World Tour. Be sure to link your Nintendo account before you play, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Seven Days to Play, and we will see you next week.
Sunday's for play. Sunday's for play.